Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's finally upon us. Game one of the NHL Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay Lightning, third year in a row, this time going against the Colorado Avalanche. And to talk about that is Mary Fialo, who covers the Lightning for the Tampa Bay Times, along with Eduardo Encina, and she joins us now. Mary, I, I have to ask you, first of all, before they try to make more history and, and maybe perhaps do something that hasn't been done in 40-something years, which is, well, they've already done that by reaching the finals, but to actually win a Stanley Cup, a three-peat, um, what's this run been like to cover it? I mean, from a reporter's standpoint, you know, we all – um, we don't root for teams, but we root for our stories. And certainly, um, you know, the magnitude of this run is, is not lost on anyone, especially in Tampa Bay, but really, you know, in the NHL. So what, what's this been like? Cause you've had the, you've had the bubble, you've had, you know, fans, no fans. And, you know, this year has, has been amazing. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. And honestly, if you go back, it goes back to the sweep, right? I mean, that's where it all started. And even then it was, it was this, it was this moment. It was, it was this spark. It was, it was, it was something that was so tragic in the moment because we had, we had high hopes for this team in the sense of, we thought they could be a, we thought they could be a Stanley cup contender. And obviously Columbus proved otherwise. And eight days later we were doing exit interviews there and, it was this off season of, of thinking of what went wrong for this team, not only on on their end, but but on our end too. Like what what were the signs of the breakdowns for this team? And they the whole they had to answer those questions for months and months and months, and then finally, obviously, got to prove their worth, got to prove that they had found the answers to those questions in the bubbles, and then repeated again, obviously, last year in the shortened season and. Now a full 82 game season, even with February's weird Olympic, non-Olympic break. Um, and now they're right back in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, it's been truly remarkable for the past, for the past four seasons watching, watching this team and what they've been able to do. Yeah. And it's, and obviously there's a, there's, there's quite a core, right. That remains intact. I mean, when you're talking about starting with a goaltender on Andre Vasilevsky, which you know, is the greatest in the world at this point. And, you know, Stamkos and Hedman and Kucherov and, you know, Plot and, and I mean, there's a lot of guys that have been part of all three of these, but they've done it with other players too. And, and in fact, after that Columbus series, they went and had to do some things defensively, um, get a little more size in some areas. Um, but each team is different. And I think that's what's interesting even about this run. You know, the hunger is still there, but for some of these guys, um, this is their first bite of the apple, even though guys like Pat Maroon are going for number four, <laughs> which is just astounding. But um, but the fact that they've they've been able to do that, add pieces, lose pieces, lose important pieces, and here they are again for the third year. It's really a tribute to um, not just the core, but also what they've done in the front office. Absolutely. Um, Julian was asked today at Media Day out in Denver if, if he had a thought about blowing things up after 2019. He said no. 
I mean, at that point, like, wh- why would you? What, looking at you had to truly look at what you had, and, and the core stayed the same, right? It stayed the same for the past four years. And as you alluded to, they had to add pieces. They had to add the Goodrows and the Colemans, and obviously Yanni Gord getting a bigger role in that squad. And then, obviously, this year, everyone was asking, how are you going to replace the third line? How are you going to replace the third line? Well, you can't, right? You can't replace players like that, but you can try to to mimic what they brought in different ways. And so that's why you add the Corey Perrys. That's why you add the Pierre-Edouard Belmars, the, the guys with experience that obviously can add some grit to this squad. And then that's why you go after the Nick Pauls and the Brandon Hagels at the trade deadline and players that are, are fringe from an outside perspective. It's like, why would you go after this guy? Well, you look at what Nick Paul did against Toronto, and it's like, that's why. That's exactly why we went after a guy like that. You look at how Hagels fit in with Sorelli, and Kalorn on the checking line and some of the matchups that they've had. And I know that line hasn't stayed consistent since the beginning of the postseason here, but you look at what they were able to do against the Rangers and Mika Zibanejad and, and some of those guys. I mean, truly, it's just been remarkable how they've been able to maneuver their roster in a, in a flat cap. I mean, the cap hasn't changed over the past couple of seasons, right? So it's not like they have more income coming in that they can they can make minor adjustments here and there. They've had They've had to think long-term and they've had to think what can we do to make the most out of who we have? And and what's remarkable is like these guys don't always start the season with the Lightning. I mean, you mentioned Hagel, who was, you know, uh, uh, I mean, maybe one of the bigger acquisitions they had. They uh, have him for a couple years, I think, and and is a guy that can score goals. But all of a sudden, we see him, um, you know, checking, you know, back checking people with Sorelli, um, mm-hmm. you know, with with Kalorn. I, I would uh, uh, suppose they would maybe match up against McKinnon's line in yep. Colorado. I mean, but the ability to to sort of just find a role, you know, find find something to do and play a certain way, even though that might not have been, you know, what what he was doing before he got here. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know necessarily. I'm not in the room clearly, but I don't know if that's an easier question now than it was a couple of seasons ago for a, sure. a guy like him. It's his first postseason. And for him to just accept like, okay, this is what I have to do. But also, why would you question it at this point? Obviously, this team's won back to back cups for a reason. So they know what recipe they need to be using. So at that point, why why would you doubt that they need you to fill that role? Why would you even question that? Um, and he's been able to slate right in there and, and do exactly what he's been asked to do. Yeah, it's been remarkable. We're going to get into Braden Point and his status. First, I want you guys uh, to not suffer this summer with your old AC system. Um, please call the experts at Air Rescue. Air Rescue offers superior service at unbeatable prices. Your air conditioning unit is going to perform 30% better. It's going to last longer um, just with regular maintenance by Air Rescue. Now, they have an award-winning team that delivers 24 hours. In fact, you can get emergency service 24-7, which is really important down here in the summertime. In Florida, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. They have residential installation, repairs. It's family-owned, over 75 years in the business. Air Rescue offers 100% financing. These things can be expensive, so you get affordable payments, and you get a very easy application process, and there's no administrations or bank fees, um, any kind of extra costs with the financing. Please call our friends at Air Rescue at 813-612-5600 or go to Air Rescue florida.com for all your air conditioning experts all right uh mary uh, you know Braden point one of the biggest pieces on this team uh, was a legitimate star 
Um, they've managed to do it predominantly without him. I know he has been working his way back. The, the, we thought there would be a chance maybe if they went to a Game 7 with the Rangers that he would play. What's the latest on Braden Point for Game 1 against Colorado? So they so Cooper told reporters out, out there today that all signs are indicating that he will be ready for Game 1. He went out and he has been fully skating with the team now for the past two days. He did it yesterday before the team's flight out to Denver, and he did it again today obviously, before speaking with the media. Um, he's, he's playing in his normal spot on the power play. He's taking line rushes. I mean, the, obviously, it's practice. It's not like you're you're out there checking your teammates hard into the glass and things of that nature. So I think that's the only question here. But if he if he doesn't make an appearance in, in game one tomorrow, I think he'll for sure be making an appearance in, in game two on Saturday. They're wanting to see, obviously, how, how he's feeling tomorrow before they obviously make that decision. But Cooper said things are definitely leaning toward him playing in game one. I mean, it's remarkable for all that he means to them and, and all those different um, areas that you mentioned. Um, but just the speed, the ability to get it in, in the opponent's zone, all those little things. And then what line would he then fold into if, in fact, he's able to play um, in this game or whenever it is game two? No, absolutely. He was taking he was taking line rushes yesterday. I believe it was with Ross Colton and Nick Paul, and the same line was kept today. So third gotcha. line there. Um, Corey Perry was at, wasn't at practice yesterday, and today he was back. But Brandon Hakel wasn't at practice, so Riley Nash was filling in on those two spots there um, yesterday and today. So they've had a little bit of adjustments so far. But obviously, Corey being back at practice today was a good sign. Um, don't really believe that they got much of an update on Hagel, but I imagine that Cooper will speak on that in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe that all the signs are there in the sense that Braden Point will be in the lineup tomorrow night, which is huge for this team. It's been huge in the sense that the morale obviously shifts at a critical oh, time. Yeah. Not that it's been down, but it's just that extra boost that you need, right? In such a such an important time, these these games, they need everything they can get against Colorado, especially with a player like Kadri for the Avalanche, who, who still is a question mark for them. I mean, he's been an X factor for them this this postseason, and the fact that obviously he had to have thumb surgery at the beginning of the month isn't looking promising. But obviously, he's been making his recovery. He's been practicing again, um, and then the goaltending situation that they have there too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I would think you know, I mean, this last series against the New York Rangers. Um, Igor Shosturkin was phenomenal. He had been that way all year. He's probably or most likely going to win the Vesna. And yet, you know, Vasi got better and better as the series went along. I would think, Mary, I mean, they have a huge goaltending advantage. I don't know how else you wouldn't think that going into this game. And, and let's face it, as great as Colorado has been, and they've been phenomenal all year long, um, could have finished with the most points, just, just a little bit behind mm-hmm. Florida. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, they've won some high-scoring games, and, 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 and that's sort of the way they go about their business. What kind of adjustment will it be for Colorado? And wouldn't this be, wouldn't this be right in the, in, in the Lightning's wheelhouse to have this goaltending advantage that they didn't have maybe necessarily as, as wide or as prominent against the Rangers? No, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup for sure in the sense that you you have the, the Wild West, so to speak, where you had a lot of high-scoring games out there, right? And then you had yeah. the East, which it was, a more, it was a more defensive conference look. I mean, you weren't having as many of these high-scoring games. Sure, you had a couple that had five or more for sure, but 
when you look at like what Colorado was doing, what Edmonton was even doing, especially in the Battle of Alberta there that they had with Calgary, some of the scores that were coming out of there were, were insane. <laughs> Crazy, so yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know if that was as much of a goaltending issue as much as it is like the you have some really skilled skaters on that other sure. side. So sure. I think that that's going to be the ultimate question mark for the series is what's going to end up winning out. Is it going to be the Lightning's defensive structure or is Colorado just so skilled and so fast when it comes to their forwards and obviously the weapons they have and you can't forget about Kale McCarr there on the defense in just what they're able to do with goal scoring. Um, I think Andre Vasilevsky is going to have, is going to be tested for sure. Yeah. McCarr and Hedman, two pretty good defenders there. They're going to have a lot to say about this series, right? Two Norris Trophy finalists. You can't ask yeah. for much more than that, right? Yeah. No, they're built. They're built very solid, and that's why that's where they are where they are. Um, you know, throughout this playoffs, I mean, there's been a lot of heroes. Obviously, Nikita Kucherov has been phenomenal with his playmaking. One guy who this might be his final year, Mary, and I'm telling you, in so many ways, he's almost been an MVP of these playoffs. Is Andre Palat? What more can this guy do? And you know, he's been there for ten years. Um, he just he just seems to find himself in the right spot at the right time, doesn't he? Absolutely. It's 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 been a remarkable postseason for Pilat, especially the way that he was able to show out there against the Rangers. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could just tell the emotion that he had after a couple of those games where it's, it, he was just trying to soak it all in, right? I mean, this is a this is a big off season for for the Lightning in terms of what what they're going to do with him, what they can do for him, or if if ultimately he has to leave the market if he if he wants to continue his NHL career, which I have no doubt he does. Right. Um, it's just it's crazy that you think that after ten years that obviously he he has he has those moments in in this last series and in the back of your head you're like, is this his last dance? Like, is this his last dance right, with the Lightning? Right. Um, it's, it's, it's some, it's some great, great moments make for some great storytelling. He's just one of those, those players that no one ever said, not that anyone would say a bad thing about their teammate to us, but he's one of those guys that just always seems to have his teammates glowing about him in the sense that he's all, he's that third guy that doesn't always get talked about, right? He's not the one making the headlines. He's not the one that comes up in a normal conversation, but yet he's always the one that's making those plays. He's always the one that's helping out on the ice, um, doing the little things that, that put the team in the position that they're in now. So I think that they've really enjoyed seeing, seeing the attention he's been able to get through this run as well. Yeah, always the third name on sometimes some of the greatest lines in, in lightning history. And, and, um, and he continues to do it. All right. So, um, I told this story the other night. Um, I, I was at a, uh, an event um, with Mike Evans, and they, they put on the hockey game on a big screen um, for the end of the second, beginning of the third. Mary, there, there was a, a moment there, or actually several moments, that I thought were sort of iconic in a sense for Steven Stamkos. I mean, they're up one to nothing. He has an egregious uh, penalty and spends you know <laughs> two minutes in the box. Well, not quite two minutes. Uh, the Rangers score now. It's one one because of the because mm-hmm. of the power play, and he comes out and inside of thirty seconds, right, twenty something seconds later, he scores the game winning goal, his second goal of that game. That was a you know he's had some goosebump moments. We remember the goal he had in the bubble, right, which you yep. know, he wasn't yep. able to play, but it still provided something that to this day I think is one of the greatest moments in in Tampa Bay sports one history. One shot, it's all one it shot. Yeah, one shot and he and he nailed it. It was a huge goal. Um, but this this 
you know, for a guy that has battled what he's battled for his the longevity of his career, for all the numbers he has put up, um, to not miss a game this year, I mean, it's he's, first of all, it's, it's been incredible just to be able to see him get through a season like this with with all that he's battled. But there's like a there was like another level to Stamkos now. I almost feel like okay, you're cementing your Hall of Fame career right here in front of mm-hmm. us. Like you do this as the captain, and even the fight going back to game at the end of Game Five, I thought was phenomenal. Um, so just just put in perspective for me, just what what are they saying about him in the room around the team? I mean, um, this guy has always been their best player, but now it just seems like he's he's going to a different place. I, I think it's I think it's a similar feeling as Palat in the sense that his teammates have have loved being able to see the way that the light's been able to shine on him this season. Just in the yeah. sense that he's battled through so many injuries, he's battled through so many obstacles personally and 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 obviously in his career. But to have a healthy off season where he's able to train, where he's able to actually prepare himself versus rehabbing and having to recover from things. And then just being able to fly into the season the way that he has has been has been remarkable. And in I think the most astonishing part of his presser the other night was when he was like when he said that he wasn't frustrated, he wasn't rattled after taking that penalty. Like yeah. he just had this feeling. And we're all just kind of looking at each other like, what do you mean you have this feeling? Like there's seven minutes left in the game, and it's a tied right. game with a critical game six. Like how do, how do you not get rattled by that? And then right. 21 seconds later, he comes out and scores the game winning goal. I mean, that's that's just the kind of confidence that Steven Stamkos has. And it's not something boisterous. It's not something that's loud and obnoxious. It's something that's just very personal, very quiet, very humbled. Um, and, and he's he's deserved these moments by 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 a long shot. And it's that calm, the leadership um, and again, the core of these guys that that never ceases to amaze me. I mean, mm-hmm. down down to Toronto, right? Three games to yep. two down two games to nothing in two horrible games in New York after that long layoff, coming home down two goals to nothing in game three, and then they reel off four straight. I mean, this team doesn't have a pulse sometimes at, at the most <laughs> you know nerve-wracking moments if you're a Lightning fan. Um, I, I guess it's the experience, I guess. And here's the thing. I think Cooper said something about this, Mary, the other day about how, hey, this isn't overnight for us. You know, like mm-hmm. they have a chance to win three straight Stanley Cups, and that's that's an unprecedented feat in in and of itself. But this team, this franchise, and this core have have been so battle tested that they've earned their way um, to be able to pull these moments off. You know, uh, they had a lot of failures early on, and somehow they've learned from each one of them. I'm just I'm still amazed at how there's never seems to be any panic. I'm sure it feels the heart is is beating a little faster than we realize. But I'm telling you, these guys, uh, if, if I'm Colorado, I'm like, I don't know if we can kill the beast, you know? <laughs> yes, no, I, I've heard it said that, that someone has to beat the lightning, right? I mean, I mean yeah. that's, that's, that's been the tale of the story for them for the, for the past couple of seasons. And, and going back to the leadership group, I mean, what's, what's, been, what's been eye-opening for me to watch over the, over the past couple of seasons is it's it's the core group that obviously has has a voice in the room, right? It's it's the Stamkoses, sure. it's the Headmans, but it's also it's the Kalorns, but it's also the guys that they've brought into the room, right? It's it was Pat Maroon mm-hmm. that helped turn this room around. John Cooper said it was Kevin Shattenkirk that helped turn this group around after obviously what happened there with Columbus, and then it's the people that they've been able to bring in since, right? It's the Corey Perrys, it's the Pierre Edouard yeah. Belmars who 
of course, Belmar hasn't won a Stanley Cup yet, but he's been pretty close himself and obviously has that experience where he's able to he's able to take those moments in, of tension and, and lighten up the room. He's known for his positivity there. So there, it's, it's not the same guys that are saying different things. It is different voices in that room, and no one has an issue with someone speaking up. And I think that says a lot for how much they trust each other and how much they're willing to battle for each other out there. Corey Perry, who lost to the Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals the last two years with two different teams, spoke up after that 2-0 deficit to Toronto and just reminded them what they were about and how hard it was to play against them and that they weren't playing that way. I thought that was an amazing story. No, I saw someone tweet the other night after, of course, Lightning beat the Rangers, and they, they said it very plainly. They were like, the Lightning are going to win three straight Stanley Cups or Corey Perry is going to lose in his third consecutive Stanley Cup <laughs> final. Know. And both of those are crazy, crazy notions, right? And yeah. and they are. I mean, Corey's worked so hard in his career, obviously won one early with Anaheim. But sure. you can just tell, like, there's that hunger for, for, for another one. That's why he came to Tampa. That's why he knew that this group was going to find a way to get back to the Stanley Cup final. And, and here we are, right? Uh, he's back here and, and um, you know, it would be it would be awful to to uh to see him have to endure that i think it's been mm-hmm. like 13 14 years since he won his stanley cup but yeah i mean here they are okay so give me this give me a breakdown of of, of this series of these teams um colorado obviously very skilled tampa bay is very skilled the the lightning seem to be really dialed into their structure um defensively in particular so how do you see it going? What's the what's the the key matchups? What's the push pull in this thing? No, I th- I think that obviously, like as we've seen this postseason, staying staying out of the penalty box will be huge. The Lightning cannot let Colorado get on the power play there, especially when they're dealing with Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr yeah. and and some of the other weapons they have out there on the ice. It's already going to be big enough of a threat at even strength. The last thing you need is to is to go down a man. Um, especially we, we've seen we've seen how their defense has operated in terms of, of getting banged up in in crucial moments, and the Lightning have found ways to respond. But I don't know if you want to test that early in the series. Um, they were also talking about adjusting to the altitude. I think it was big that the team was able to get out there yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, having last night to adjust, having to practice out there, and all day today to adjust, um, and then going in tomorrow for a morning skate before playing tomorrow night. And having this extended layoff, because you think about it in a regular season, they're only playing Colorado twice, but then also they're they're usually in and out of these cities. It's not like they're spending extended periods of time there, and sure. they're going to be there through the weekend, right? So it's, it's definitely an adjustment, but one that I think that they can handle. Um, as for the Lightning, I think it'll be key to, to get on the board first, right? You want that momentum, you want to kind of take the crowd out of it, but Especially if you have Braden Point in the lineup, you 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 want to get something going quickly, right? You don't want to you don't want to be playing on their heels. But at the same time, if it's if it's a scoreless first period and the Lightning are playing the way they want to, they're not going into first intermission stressing about anything. Yeah, and and, and you know the Lightning, I think, uh, and and maybe Vasilevsky more than anybody, I think, sort of had a little too much rest, and there was rust, I think, when they when they played. Um, early on in the Rangers series, yep. Colorado's had a number of days off too, so they're going to have to battle yes. a little bit of, of lethargy themselves, right? No, of course, and and that's been a debate for them too that they needed the rest, they needed their guys to to get healthy again. Obviously, this time's been huge for Kadri. It's been huge for for Darcy. 
Um, it's it's been key for some of their players, right? But we also thought it was going to be key for for the Lightning too, right? I mean, Mikhail Sergachev missed a couple of practice there during the break. Brandon Hagel missed a couple of practices during that break. It was it was a really tough game too for the Lightning during that Florida series. So you knew that they were wanting some kind of a layoff there, but obviously we saw what the result of that layoff was in in the first two games against the Rangers, or as John Cooper said, the first game and until eight minutes left in the second period there of game two. Um, it was when he saw the, the flip, the switch flip for his group, and that's when he started seeing the way that he wanted his team to be playing. But I think it'll be really interesting to see how Colorado comes out tomorrow night for sure. It really will be. And before we let you go, we want to send some healing vibes to your partner, Eduardo Encina, is about a, battling a little illness. We hope to have him back for this series. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's a scratch, um, but not a healthy one, unfortunately. And we hope that, that he starts to, to, uh, to feel better. She's Mary Faelo, and you can read her in the Tampa Bay Times and on tampabay.com. Mary, thanks so much. I guess you got to get the sunscreen ready because a boat parade could be happening here in the next couple of weeks. It very could. Tampa's fourth boat parade could be Gosh. coming to you shortly. Isn't that insane, too? <laughs> well, they're the, they're the originators of it. I'll give them credit because it's a, it's a Tampa thing now. Um, but the Lightning, of course, uh, got it going and have done it now twice already. So they we'll are. See how they fare. It's probably just an email to Mayor Castor, right? Not, <laughs> not much else has to go into the planning here. That's right. Get the little get the little taxi media boat out there tell you what i did one of those there, there's nothing like it is it is a wild scene and even during covid uh, when people weren't supposed to be together they were i can't imagine what that scene would be like if they're able to win the stanley cup final uh three times i mean it's just it's phenomenal that they're even in this position so enjoy the playoffs mary we'll talk to you again thanks so much thanks for having me on rick Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, before we get out of here, the Rays lose their opener in the three-game series at New York against the Yankees. Two to nothing. A couple of unearned runs, Steve. If there's a theme to this season, and there's been a bunch of them, it is this team can't catch the baseball. They now have allowed, I think, 40 unearned runs this year, second only to the Chicago White Sox with 43. This team has had, I think, 20 errors in their last 23, 24 games. A couple of errors in the same innings. Manuel Margot boxes one on the on the fair line and thought it was foul and then a uh an airmailed throw by randy Orozarena, who had a chance to throw a guy out of the plate and then you know Corey kluber wasn't backing up properly and both runs scored so unfortunately the yankees don't need any help scoring runs but this is two really well pitched games and uh and they go down because uh they didn't get enough hits obviously but also the gloves are letting them down which you know, a team built on pitching and defense, yeah, uh, that's not good. Um, I was just looking up as you were mentioning this. So last season, looks like they gave up fifty-eight unearned runs all season. All season, and they got forty now, and we're at sixty games, sixty-one games in, yeah, and they've yeah. given up forty unearned runs, which is 
what one two two unearned runs every three games. That's that's just way too much. That is not good. When last season you gave up fifty eight. Wow. And that's a problem on this team. And and you know it, that game should have been zero zero. Yeah. You know if you, if you yeah. play if you play defense right. That game sure. zero zero. You're going to extra innings. You're going to extras, and 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 especially it's 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 like you said, they're built on pitching in in defense, and particularly now because so many of their guys or a lot of their guys, obviously the Brandon Lowes and Mike Zaninos, who had you know thirty something home runs last year, and Wander Franco, they're all out, so they're not scoring a ton of runs to say the very least. And then when you're giving away runs, uh, makes it doubly tough. So I don't know, uh, I don't know why all of a sudden they can't catch the baseball, but that's. You know, and and the play by Margot, don't just assume the ball is foul. You know what I mean? Like bust after it at least. And uh, uh, and I again, I don't know how he lost it, but we'll find out from Kevin Cash, I'm sure, sooner or later. But they're now ten games out of first place, Steve. I mean, I coming into this series, they were ten games over 500, which is remarkable with the number of injuries. We talked to Neil Solons about that the other day on the podcast. Um, but to be ten games out of first place now, you know, you mentioned 99 games to go or whatever. And the Yankees, this is what everybody feared is what would happen if they stayed healthy. But can they do that for 100 more games? And that's always kind of been their downfall is they get some injuries to, to Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge or you know some of their big guns, and all of a sudden it's not the same ball club. Well, and, you know, but kudos to them. They're healthy and they're producing. They are. I mean, 45 and 16. Yeah, they're winning yeah. those games. So they're not yeah. they're not just treading water while they're healthy and then they may hit a bump down the road. We'll see. Yeah. They're building themselves a big cushion that if injuries happen, they can weather that storm. You know, yeah. ultimately it's about getting in the playoffs. The Rays would be in the playoffs now if it started. We have three wild card teams starting this year with expanded playoffs. Right, right. So, you know, but the Yankees are building up a nice cushion of 10 games over third place, which the Rays right now would be the second wild card. That's huge, 61, 62 games in to the season. Huge. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, they, and, you know, kudos to the Yankees. I didn't think the team could be this good this year. Right. So far, I've been wrong on that prediction. Um, didn't think they'd be as healthy either, which is part of it. But, you know, much like Boston last season, you know, their rotation was so healthy last year, which is why they probably overproduced what – the expectations were going into the season that you know they they started like the same five starters through August or something like that if I recall making yeah. a start here or there you know if you can stay healthy which the Rays have not had that luck this year from pitching and, and losing oh. Kittredge is going to be very hard on the back end of that bullpen yeah um, hopefully Shane Boz gets back to his form you know he's back now he didn't pitch great in his first start Luis Patino's coming back you need Wander Franco and Brendan Lau to get back. And I think those guys back would help the defense too. You yeah. know, I, I think you've got a lot of guys playing more than maybe they should, and in a lot of different positions. Taylor Walls specifically has been playing so many different positions. I think that's right. I think it's been an adjustment for him, and he hasn't handled it great so far defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, so getting back to healthiness would help the race tremendously. What's ironic is is that the guys making the errors. Uh, in this game are guys that play their normal positions or mm-hmm. Rosarena and left Margot and right. So it wasn't necessarily guys out of position mm-hmm. and Corey Kluber. I don't know what else you can do. Six innings, four hits, two earned runs, no earned runs. I mean, you know, that's exactly what you want from that guy to start a series against your AL East rivals, but they didn't back them with the bats and they certainly didn't do it with the, with the, with the uh, gloves. And then Garrett Cole 
does what Garrett Cole did. I tell you, if Garrett Cole had lost this game, it would have been almost almost tragic for him because the Rays were hit more bleeders and bloopers than I've seen in in in, in a month. I mean, they, everything they they made contact with was just kind of falling in softly over the infielder's head. So they had some seeing eye base hits, but they weren't able to get the big hit when they needed it, and they got a couple guys on with nobody out, couldn't score them. So tough start to this series. We'll see what they can do. Uh, tomorrow night and of course it's uh, game one of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals Tampa Bay Lightning at Colorado we'll be uh, recapping that one um, after uh, after that game for uh, tomorrow's podcast and then also um, we've got your mailback questions get those in for later in the week you can do that by uh, sending them to us at Twitter at Sports Day TV you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay Dot com. For Steve Verstig, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Enjoy game one, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 